Hi everyone, I'm Dan. And I'm Alice. And today we're going to be looking into the creation story of the Navajo people. Just the usual quick disclaimer that there are still people who believe this, and I did my best to find a good source for the information, and we are doing our best to be respectful while still making an effort to keep it entertaining to listen to. Also, if I made a mistake, please feel free to let me know. I will do my best to fix it. With that said, it's time to review the four main elements that I'm forcing on you all. There's separation, succession, often of power, ascension of male over female, and dragon slaying. Those are new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never heard those before. <laughs> For a quick look into the people whose story I'm telling today. The Navajo tribe is the second most populous tribe of Native Americans in the United States. They numbered at around 300,000 people in the early 21st century. Most of them live in New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. They used to live more north, but once they settled into that area, they adopted many of the practices from the Puebloan tribes who lived near to where they settled. Gold star. Yeah. <laughs> the Navajo and Puebloan people seem to have had, at the very least, an amicable relationship, and the Navajo accepted refugees from the Pueblans after the Spanish began oppressing them. On to the story we have all been waiting for. From what I could tell, they believe that there were four different worlds. The first world, or the black world. The second world, or the blue world. The third world, or the yellow world. And the fourth world, or the glittering world, or the white world. I will only be telling the formation of the Black World because that's all we really have time for. And even that one's abridged. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you do want to read the others, then I really highly recommend it. The links are on our Twitter. Now we set the stage. So the first world of darkness formed. It had four corners, and at each corner, a cloud formed. Each was a different color. Black, white, blue, and yellow. Similar to the worlds. Yes. The first two that formed had a meaning. The black cloud represented the female being, and this is a quote from the site that I used. As a child sleeps when being nursed, so life slept in the darkness of the female being. The white cloud represented the male being, so sort of the dawn of the first world. I know it'll be a while until we cover this, but I am very much reminded of the Chinese yin and yang with the black and white representing the different genders and also just the opposites. Yeah. To create a balance. Very neat. In the east was where the black and white clouds met. It was there that the first man and white corn formed. The white corn was perfectly shaped. Truly the ideal corn. Unattainable vegetable beauty standards. Yeah. The first world was a small island in mist or water, and there was a single pine tree that'd later be brought to the present world for firewood. Why is it always the one tree? <laughs> you gotta start from somewhere. All the creatures of the first world are essentially made of mist, not really having any, like, definite form. So my ideal form. Yeah. These creatures later on turned into men, beasts, birds, and reptiles. Which, side note, I love that it's called beasts, since mammals are not really listed here, which means that either there are not any mammals, or that all mammals are called beasts. Both are absolutely incredible to me. <laughs> not to mention insects, but that's not important. We could do without a few mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's go now to the opposite side of this world, the west. This area would later become the land of the sunset. Here, there appeared the blue cloud. Opposite of it formed the yellow cloud. Where these met, there formed first woman and yellow corn. I want to put in that this really does show how important corn was in their culture, as some of the first things that were formed were corn. And not just that, it was two different kinds of corn. And it, like, food is very important. And I'm pretty sure corn was very important for their diets. And just... Corn was the go-to. Yeah. With the first woman and yellow corn, there also came white shell, turquoise, and yucca. It's yucca. <laughs> yucca? 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 Okay. <laughs> so, thus, there was the first man in the east, representing the dawn, and was considered sort of the life giver. While the first woman was in the west, representing darkness and death, which, rad. I love and it. again, chi- Chinese yin and yang. Hmm, yeah. First man burned a crystal that represented the mind and clear seeing. In all honesty, I am not totally clear on where he gets this crystal. Because... Spawn perks? I, well, <laughs> but the first woman burned the turquoise for fire. And it clearly stated that this was created with her from the clouds. But there is no mention of the crystal. But I'm just being pedantic. I would also like to say I'm reasonably sure that crystal and turquoise don't burn. Depends on how hot the fire is, but they could potentially liquidate. Yeah, but they're not like a source for fire. However, this is another world where everything was comprised of mist, so I suppose all of my knowledge, physics, would be thrown in the trash. Hello everyone, Editing Alice here. So, I did a little bit more research on this and found that no, the melting point of turquoise is likely too high for said turquoise to have melted. However, there are a few things to keep in mind. Firstly, given that this is a mist world, this turquoise would likely have a bit of mist inside it, which could mean that the stone could expand and potentially break apart, which, depending on how picky you are, would actually count as destroying the stone, although not fully melting it or burning it in that way. Additionally, at least according to the research that I gathered, it seems like to most native cultures it was actually the color of the turquoise which was most important, and with heat set high, the turquoise stone would discolor, and since the color is the likely most important part, you would consider that a successful burn in this case. So, these two are burning their crystal and turquoise for fire, respectively. And they both see one another's lights from a distance. So, the first man sets out to look for the other source of light three separate times. He did all this while the black and white clouds rose, but no dice. The fourth time, however, he finally finds the smoke coming from a house. For the record, I think that there was now more than one pine tree, and I suppose the construction of a house would obscure the light a bit. Ever tried looking through a black cloud? It's kind of hard to find any smoke does the touch. He finds this house and talks to First Woman. She's like, oh yeah, I saw you wandering the trees and I was kind of wondering why you didn't come over. (laughs) They presumably hang for a while, but then the man leaves back to his own home. Woman later goes out searching for his house. She goes out when the blue and yellow clouds are high in the sky, but she cannot find this house until the fourth try. She sees that his crystal produces a stronger fire than hers. 
and he ends up suggesting that she bring her fire over and they can live together in his house. And she agrees, and thus comes the custom of woman going to man rather than vice versa. Interesting. Yeah. After this, another person formed. Their name translates to Great Coyote Who Was Formed in the Water. And for anyone who doesn't speak Dan, that would be Coyote or Coyote. Look. There are a million different pronunciations, and I refuse to accept yours. Fight me. Anyway, they took the form of a male being. This guy, his name is very long, at least in English, so I'm gonna nickname him Great Coyote. He was hatched from an egg and knew everything that was underwater and in the sky. So, first man and woman were like, oh, so you're more powerful than us, you know? And the three of them started to plan sort of what was going to happen. While they did, another being came up to them. He was also in the form of a male and was named First Angry or Coyote. Since the other guy is Great Coyote, I'm calling this new one First Angry. First Angry was like, so y'all think you were the first persons, but I was already alive when y'all formed. So take that. The pettiness levels I aspire to. (laughs) (laughs) Then four beings came together who were yellow and called the Wasp People. They were very powerful and could harm others. So this brings the total number of beings up to eight. Then four more beings came. They were small, and they wore red shirts, and they had little black eyes, and these were the spider ants. They knew how to sting and were a great people. After them, a whole crowd of beings that were the black ants, who were also very powerful and could harm others. Quite the ant theme going on here. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of different ants. But apparently, these ants were just constantly in some sort of civil war, and they were just killing each other steadily, so... Antony, no. (laughs) (laughs) Following the wasps and different ant people came the beetles, then dragonflies, spider-men, and woman, not the comic book kind. Darn it. I know. And also salt-man and woman, and others without, you know, a definite form. Unfortunately, this first world was very small. As such, there was a lot of quarreling and fighting, and generally, living there was not ideal. This is the end of the story of the first world. Wow, quite the cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah. So I do recommend reading the other ones if you want to know more. Normally, I would try to add the other worlds, but this episode was already pretty long. That said, let's take a look-see into the four elements. There's clearly separation between the four different clouds though the black and white clouds sort of parallel one another, and the yellow and blue ones match up as well. Then there's also a clear difference between man and woman, not to mention there are also four different worlds that make up the full creation story that I sadly couldn't completely cover. I do have to say that I like the idea that man came from both darkness and light, as I think it gives a much more nuanced look at humans. I mean, like, man being the more powerful light is a different story, but I digress. Then there's succession. Clearly, things come after one another. That's Gee. That, that's what we call a timeline. <gasps> I know, right? Not only with different worlds, but each coming after the last. And it's also just with the beings, because there's an order in which that they seem to be created. And there's also, obviously, an order of worlds. With ascension of male over female, this isn't necessarily an ascension. 
it seems that the woman is sort of just kind of like put lower on the tiers in the first place, just not being given as powerful of a fire, and establishing that the woman was to come after the man. So allowing the man to ascend! As well as framing the man as the representation of the life giver, quote unquote, and the woman as a representation of death. Not to mention all of the beings that were given an explicit gender were male apart from the first female. Finally, dragon slaying. There isn't really anything of this sort yet, but you can kind of see a build-up where there's like tension beginning and then there's going to be definitely some sort of conflict and fighting, so that could probably be counted as dragon slaying. Yeah, I can imagine based off the cliffhanger there was a fight about to break out. <laughs> yeah. Next time, we will be looking at the Iroquois story. So, thank you for listening, folks. And we'll catch you next time. Yeehaw.